0: You're listening to Meeting Pod, the podcast powered by Meeting Place, the premier magazine and news source for the meat and poultry processing industry, and Alt Meat Magazine, the only business information resource for the exploding alternative meat industry. Hi, I'm your host Julie Larson Brisher, and welcome to episode 72 of Meeting Pod, where we're talking product innovation, protein trends food waste, and giving back with Eric Olette, principal and co-founder of Semper Foods. Semper Foods is a niche frozen food distributor and co-packer specializing in commodity and further processed value-added protein solutions to a vast array of end users all over the world. The company was founded in 2018 by three friends and partners with a combined food service industry experience of over 40 years. The team arrived at the name Semper Foods by opting to incorporate the Latin word for always, as derived from the United States Marine Corps motto, Semper Fidelis, meaning always faithful. Eric proudly and honorably served in the United States Marine Corps from 2004 to 2008, including a tour of duty in Iraq as part of Operation Iraqi Freedom, and he spent two years stationed overseas in Okinawa, Japan. He notes that many of the valuable lessons and disciplines learned while serving in the military have been carried over and put to use in operating and growing the Florida-based organization on a daily basis. In 2021, Semper Foods was named to Inc.'s Best in Business list in the micro-company size category. Inc.'s Best in Business awards honor companies that have gone above and beyond to make a positive impact, specifically recognizing small and medium-sized privately held American businesses that have had an outstanding influence on their communities, their industries, the environment, or society as a whole. During the pandemic, Semper Foods pivoted to provide food banks and food pantries with trucks full of frozen food at highly discounted prices. In addition, the company was recognized for taking the pallets of sample products provided by manufacturers for marketing and advertising purposes and donating them to a nonprofit that works with homeless populations. Welcome to Meeting Pod, Eric. I'm really delighted to have you as a guest on the podcast today and to learn more about how Semper Foods keeps the faith with its employees, communities, and customers.
1: Hello, Meeting Pod listeners, and thank you very much, Julie, for the extremely warm welcome. I appreciate the opportunity to be a guest on this wonderful podcast and explain to the listeners here exactly who Semper Foods is, what we do, and where we're going. The only thing I love more than talking about selling chicken is actually selling chicken. As Julie mentioned, I proudly served in the United States Marine Corps, and that was honestly the best decision I ever made in my entire life. If I had to make the decision over again a million times, I would emphatically say yes, a million times over again. The military made a man out of me and really taught me how to be a leader and a great businessman that I am today. Without those principles instilled in me that the Marine Corps gave me, I can say with confidence that I wouldn't be where I am today. So thank you very much to the Marine Corps. I appreciate everything you did for me. I really want to give praise to the 24 other people that are a part of this amazing journey that are a part of the Semper Foods family that can't be on this call. But you guys are really the people that make this machine go. I'm just the lucky guy that gets to be the face of the company and speak with someone like Julie today. So thank you to my amazing team. I just can't say anything more highly or more great about you guys. Appreciate everyone's hard work and dedication to the mission here. Despite the uncertainty of the last few years with COVID, market volatility and inflation, we continue to thrive and grow more than ever because we bring value and cost savings to anyone willing to listen and learn.
0: Well, you know, Eric, this is a fantastic opening. I had talked a little bit about Semper Foods' beginnings in the introduction to this episode, but could you give us a little more detail about the operation, the vision, and the company's phenomenal growth in the past few years? And I'll add another thing. Where does your tagline, you gotta want it, come from?
1: Yes, Julie. I'd love to touch on all those things. So, Semper Foods had some humble beginnings. It was formed by three partners that have been in the industry for fifteen years each. We bring a lot of diverse expertise in different areas, and we're a match made in heaven for a you know a business trio. It's three partners: myself, Andrew Geller, and Jency Lopez. We made Semper Foods, like when we started this company, we really wanted to create an employment atmosphere that if we were still in the workforce and we worked for this company, there's no way we'd ever leave. Like, this was it for us, you know? I wanted to take all the good stuff I learned from my previous employers in the military and keep that. Take all the bad stuff and honestly punt it like a football a thousand yards away. And honestly, sprinkle in some new fun things that make working for this company a dream come true. A lot of my employees tell me all the time, Eric, this doesn't even feel like work. Eric, is this how it's always going to be? And I can say confidently and honestly that, yes, this is how it's always going to be. And yes, this is who we are. And this is how we're going to act in perpetuity. And, you know, it just its simple as doing little things for Employees, and most importantly, treating them like humans. You know, employees aren't just numbers. Employees are living, breathing humans with emotions in real lives. And I do my best to try and enrich their lives at work and after work. So we're a 50% regular, I use air quotes here, commodity sales company and 50% cosmetically imperfect sales poultry company. I'll touch on that a little bit later in the podcast and what that niche means to you. We have 25 employees in six different states and two countries. Alabama, Michigan, Florida, North Carolina, Texas, Maryland. And we have some incredibly talented offshore programmers in the country of India. Huge emphasis on technology and automation. We work smarter and harder. We've been in business for five years. We have some impressive revenue numbers, as Julie mentioned before. 2018, 2.5 million. 2019, 5 million. 2020, 10 million. 2021, 12.5 million. In 2022, I'm delighted to say that our projected sales as of today are 25 million year today. The vision for Semper Foods is focused on continuing to diversify our product mixes to accommodate current customers and further penetrate new markets and grow the business. Our business is built on integrity, innovation, agility, relationships, loyalty, and a huge emphasis on technology, as I stated before. We're bringing a new school approach to an old school business. The tagline, you got to want it, started with employee number three, Craig Steinman, our first salesman. We were in the Plymouth, Michigan office, and I used to always tell him, you know, Craig, you got to want it. And he would laugh and joke and, you know, kind of tell me I'm being annoying or whatever. But it turned into something way more than that. It started as a joke, but it's become our ethos. It's who we are and it's what we do. Success doesn't come to you sitting in your office twiddling your thumbs. You know what I mean? You got to go out there and get it. So this is kind of where the military concept morphs into corporate America. Like we instill so much motivation and give so many tools and resources for people to have and harvest success it's exactly what it sounds like. You got to want it. Every day when you show up for work, you got to want it. You're not going to be successful. We're not going to get to the $100 million mark by sitting around waiting for things to happen for us. We have to perpetuate it and harvest it and go get it. So at Semper Foods, you got to want it.
0: (laughs) I love that. I really love that. And you know, our audience is made up mostly of meat and poultry processing companies. And also we have a big sort of food service retail audience as well. So I want to ask you a question from your perspective as a co-packer. I know Semper Foods has got to stay on top of many trends at once in service to its food manufacturing, food service, retail, other customers, whether it's related to product development processing, or packaging. So what would you say are the top trends you're following to deliver quality and innovation to your customer base? And what's driving
1: those trends? So Julie, that's a great question. And my answer today after the pandemic is different than it's ever been before. I know before the pandemic, you would prompt me to talk about innovative flavors and incorporating ethnic cuisines and tapping into you know different cultures. But I got to say, all that's off the table post-pandemic. The top trend in the market today is saving money. There's a less emphasis on quality and a more emphasis on value and continued availability. For the first time in 15 years, prices are so volatile and unpredictable, I've never seen such turbulence before. New large projects are being halted by processors so they can allocate all of their time and resources on easier to make, highly profitable, in-demand items. Most manufacturers will not even talk to you about making a new line item right now, even with millions of pounds of annual tonnage or demand. I've tried and I've got shut down politely by my 20, 30 manufacturing partners. I'll bring an opportunity to the table with 5 to 10 million pounds of tonnage. And they pretty much laugh at me in a very polite way. So people aren't doing new things. They're sticking with what they're good at and what's putting food on their family's tables, which I respect and I understand. In addition to those trends, clean label or limited ingredient items continue to be in huge demand, but most people right now are not willing to pay the premiums associated with those products. Many customers are asking for food products without MSG, monosodium glutamate, and trans fats. And they're also asking for less breading and more chicken. We've also experienced a paradigm shift in the demand from white meat to dark meat, likely because breast prices are so expensive and volatile. What Americans are finally buying in and embracing dark meat like other parts of the world more than ever.
0: You know, that's interesting because I've always preferred dark meat over white meat. <laughs> and so I'm I kind of glad I, don't, could- I don't
1: get it. I, I just don't understand the American obsession with white meat. It's dry and it's just lacks flavor. I mean, you got to put a ton of stuff on it to make it great. Dark meat out of the box. Good to go.
0: Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it, too. So I'm glad to know that I'm on trend, finally.
1: (laughs) You are on trend, Julie.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, in the last few years, uh, speaking from a personal standpoint, I've become quite a food waste prevention advocate, especially in my own home. I'm trying to use every part of the food I buy in some way or another. And I know that Semper Foods works with its customers to better utilize cosmetically imperfect protein items. And I'm all in. Can you tell us a little bit more about that process and about some of the challenges and successes you've had?
1: Absolutely. So it's actually kind of funny you bring this up because in the late 80s and early 90s, manufacturers were actually paying money to throw away cosmetically imperfect frozen food items by the 40,000 pound increments. Now, you're an intelligent businesswoman. I'm sure you can put the pieces together that throwing away 40,000 pounds of anything costs money. I mean, just think about disposing 40,000 pounds of anything. It costs money. So companies like mine, I won't name any competitors that have been around longer than myself, but they caught wind of this anomaly and they started going around to manufacturers and asking them if they could be the recipient of some of those donated Cosmetically imperfect goods, and eventually start actually paying the manufacturers for some of these cosmetically imperfect goods. And that's how this market of the food industry was born. We consider ourselves a TJ Maxx of the food industry. For example, you go to TJ Maxx, you see a polo shirt, it's 15 bucks. You're wondering what's wrong. You look it over, it looks fine. The imperfection is not to be seen by the human eye, but it doesn't quite meet the quality control of you know, the conglomerate that owns Polo Clothing Company. So it goes off for sale to, you know, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, whatever. We're doing the same thing, but with food. So we're talking about limited time opportunities, special deals, liquidations, product line discontinuations, ingredient changes, short shelf life, etc. When any of those opportunities arise, I'm the guy they call to get it gone. So, for example, McDonald's, you know, they're pumping out, well, these are all hypothetical numbers and metrics here. Let's say they're making a million pounds per week of chicken nuggets, right? If you're making a million pounds of anything, there's going to be some that don't quite meet specification, whether it be a small breading void or a bald spot on the chicken nugget, or maybe the chicken nugget's a few grams too heavy or too light. Well, that's not fit for distribution to the franchise because if you go to McDonald's, you realize that every time you eat a chicken nugget, no matter what location you're at in the world, it looks the same. They're looking for that brand integrity and consistency. That's what makes a franchise successful. So we get those nuggets that are a little imperfect and we sell them to people that, quite frankly, don't care. And there's a lot of people out there. Think about all you can eat resorts in Latin America. So it's actually a match made in heaven. It's really, really perfect. And I'm glad that we're the go-to guys for these instances. I obviously don't wish more of these inventory mishaps on my manufacturing partners, but we'll certainly be there to answer the call when they do come. It's awesome. Basically, it's really awesome. But with this kind of niche business model comes a lot of coaching and education to the customers, right? So the saying, if it's too good to be true, it probably is, stands true. Yeah, you can go to Cisco and buy a fully cooked chicken tender for $4 a pound, or you can come to me and buy a fully cooked chicken tender for $2 a pound. Is it the same? Absolutely not. But we're ultra transparent about what the difference is. We have a huge database of photographs showing the imperfections, and we have an even bigger database of customer feedback. So we can steer the customer into the direction of the product that will fit perfect for them and whatever their end user or You know, serving situation is within that specific case of product that we may sell, talking tenders, for example. Some pieces within the box may look like a perfect number one product. Some of the pieces may be perfectly fit for center of the plate application. Some smaller pieces will be better as an ingredient or to be chopped up and put on top of a salad or inside of a burrito. So, to touch on the challenges aspect of your question that we faced, the biggest challenge that we faced after the pandemic was our pricing going up and you know, our customers always thought we're the cheap guys, you know, we can always provide value. They saw our prices going up and they thought we were getting greedy. It was kind of funny, but that's actually the complete opposite. We weren't getting greedy. And when their freezers were empty, they knew that we were joking around about the prices going up and the calls came flooding in and they realized that, you know, it's just the nature of the market turbulence. Even the number two product prices have gone up substantially. In the past, those prices have remained stagnant, but that's no longer the same.
0: Right. Well, and speaking of the pandemic, the other big impact it's had is on the supply chain. I mean, speaking of challenges, what have been those pandemic-related supply chain challenges that the company has experienced in the past few years? And how have your distribution and co-packing ops overcome those disruptions?
1: So quite frankly, Julie, the costs of everything are going up. Every single product, every category, every protein, every single supplier we work with has issued substantial price increases. We've navigated this by opening hundreds of new supplier doors. Shout out to my vice president of procurement, Tim Panzeri. Appreciate your hard work and dedication in opening those doors. We continue to be open-minded about working with new products that are less volatile And quite frankly, we're just okay with slimmer margins to help our customers survive and thrive. The labor shortages at warehouses has posed a huge obstacle for us. At one point, one of our most key suppliers couldn't even find people or labor willing to work in the warehouse and load our trucks. Luckily, this situation eventually worked itself out. But obviously that was kind of a scary day. You know, we're used to picking up product every week from the supplier and we go to send a truck in and they say, hey, Eric, I'm sorry, but we just don't have the labor to get the food on the truck. I actually contemplated hopping on a plane and loading it myself, but obviously there's legality stuff at play there and it wasn't a realistic outcome, but eventually they figured it out and obtained some talent and labor to get our trucks loaded. Thank goodness. Fuel prices are through the roof, thus driving up freight costs that are eating away at our slim margins. We've been forced to really diversify our carrier mix to ensure we're getting the best price possible on every single lane. We used to only ask about five to 10 carriers for a quote. Now we're asking 50 plus carriers on every single lane we run to ensure that we're running lean and as profitable as possible. So those are some of the changes and kind of how we pivoted and navigated the challenges that the pandemic has posed.
0: Well, you know, I have got a... Final question, and it's really about Semper Foods' program that distributes sample products to food banks, pantries, and other community nonprofits, for which the company was recognized by Inc. Magazine in 2021 and named to its best in business list in the 10 to 49 employee category. What prompted the company to begin this distribution program, and how does it fit in with the company's mission and business model?
1: Thanks for bringing that up, Julie. Honestly, I'm really, really proud of the designation and recognition that we got from Inc. Magazine. feels really, really good to be recognized for the good things that we're doing in society, in the community, and in our industry. As a business owner, I've grown to know that the success of Semper Foods isn't just about driving revenue and profit, but how and what we can do with the money we make, the impact that it can have in the communities in which we serve. Rather than wasting product that we have sitting in freezers, we partner with the organizations locally to make that product useful to those that are in need in our communities. It's a small effort on our part that goes a long way for those organizations and the homeless populations in the communities that we operate. We started a new segment of our company called Semper Gives, and we prioritize ways we can give back to the community. Food scarcity is a growing issue in our great nation, and it is impacting people that never thought they would have to worry about putting food on the table. Despite us being honored in Inc. Magazine's Best in Business list, we are constantly focused on ways we can do better, both inside and outside of the company. We take this so seriously that we've recently given our employees PTO days specifically allocated for volunteer work to enrich the communities in which we operate.
0: Well, congratulations on receiving that well-deserved recognition by Inc., Eric, and also in recognition of all your employees' hard work. And thanks again for sharing your insights with us on MeetingPod today. And Thank l- you,
1: Julie. It's been an honor. Oh,
0: And listeners, you can find out more about Eric and his team's award-winning distribution and co-packing enterprise at www.semperfoods.com. There you'll get more information on Semper Foods skills, capabilities, and core competencies in new product development, product and process improvements, sourcing and ingredient procurement, private labeling, and more. And don't forget to visit our website at www.meaningplace.com to access our digital magazine and technical article archives and podcasts to get more smart manufacturing advice first published in our R&D Matters and other newsletters. And before we sign off today, on behalf of myself, our listeners and the Meeting Place community, I'm honored to thank you for your service, Eric. And although it's a few Mondays past Memorial Day, we also want to take this opportunity to honor and remember all of the men and women who have served and died while serving in the U.S. military and to thank all military service members currently on active duty at home and around the world. I really appreciate your time today, Eric. Thanks for bringing that you gotta want it can do advice to our Meeting
1: Pod listeners today. Thank you, Julie. It's been an absolute honor. And if you buy food for a living and you're struggling with combating rising food prices, don't be afraid to reach out at the web address that Julie mentioned before. Thank you for the opportunity to be on the show, and I hope everyone has a wonderful day.
0: Thanks for spending time with Meeting Pod today remember to tune in on Mondays and get the inside track on the people and processes that power the protein supply. Be sure to subscribe to Meeting Pod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow MeetingPlace and Altmate magazines on social media, or visit our websites at MeetingPlace.com and alt-meet.net.